Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So slip on your leather corset. It's time for... I never saw that. Okay, I'm op- I'm going to open this episode. Okay. All right. Do it. Um. So in one of the episodes, we watched two episodes of Xena, but one of them, the first one we watched, it took place in not the Amazon, but in Amazon country. Mm-hmm. This is Amazon country. Amazon? Do you think we'll see any? Almost certainly. I don't know why it's called that. I don't know why the women are called Amazons either, because it's not anywhere near the Amazon. But anyway, but so what I'm saying though is that I had a joke about, um, you know, it being Amazon country. And I was like, hey, is that Jeff Bezos over there? Is that the joke? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you like it? Did I, think, I like it? I think the delivery might need just a little bit of fine-tuning. Yeah. Otherwise, it was pretty funny. Fine-tuning could help, I think. I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. You could say we're in Amazon country. You know, we live in Seattle. See, that's not funny, though. What was funny is when I said well, my I, thing. But I wasn't trying to be funny. It was just just a cute little remark that I made. That's what I'm here for. Adorbs. <laughs> Cute remarks. Oh, never will I say that again. I so hope. this started off weird. Yeah. Which is kind of fitting because we did watch two more episodes of Xena, Warrior Princess. Xena colon, Warrior Princess. Yeah. Forged in the heat of battle. Yeah. Jen's and favorite before, part still. Oh, I still don't understand what that means. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Can someone tweet at her? Because I've tried to explain it. And no, she's but not. your explanations don't make any sense. Because what it says is she's a princess forged in the heat of battle. Yeah. I see that maybe she was a warrior forged in the heat of battle. What makes her a fucking princess? What makes her a princess? The heat of battle. Why? What is she a princess of? That tavern that her mom owns? See? Do you see my point? You don't know either, and the it Queen's doesn't make tavern, any sense. That's what it's called. It doesn't make sense. Queen of Hearts is the why, name of the tavern. I guess my, what I'm saying is why she need to be a princess? Why can't she just be a fucking warrior? You know? The princess part just doesn't make sense to me. That's all. She's princessy. What with her gowns and all the balls she attends? Well, here's the thing I've been thinking about, is that there's a lot of fighting in this show. And the choreography of fighting, I mean, fighting is much like dancing, if you know how to do mm. it well, like these people do, right? And so I was thinking about this a lot earlier tonight because we went to a performance of the Nutcracker that our daughter was in. Can I just interrupt really quickly and point out how awesome that segue was that you just made? Which one? How you connected the dancing that I brought up to the fighting and now more dancing. Did you bring up dancing? Yeah. Never mind then. I retract. What dancing my did you bring up? Segue. <laughs> oh, applause. What That's not applause. dancing did you bring up? 
I said all the balls she goes to because she's a princess. Oh, my God. That was such a good transition I made. It was. It really was. No, and that's... Subconsciously. No, no, no. It was... Uh... Anyway, it's almost like part of you heard what I said before you made your own comment. <laughs> Not a conscious part. Well, I wasn't, I mean, uh, I wasn't thinking about, I just had a thing I wanted to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think that's clear now. <laughs> yeah, so dancing and fighting, there's really no difference other than like, you know, one inflicts pain on other people. And then there's fighting. And then there's, oh, it's so hard to get through anything right now. I just can't finish a thought. So as we were watching the Nutcracker, I was watching these dancers and all this, you know, the beautiful movements of their body and the really precise movements. And, and I was thinking about the, uh, about fighting and how they're, how they're really connected. And then I had this striking realization that the attire required for freedom of movement, I would think would be similar because they're so because you know you need you need to move in the same sorts of ways uh but what i noticed about the dancers is that none of them had their boobs out mm. well and it made me think of xena yeah and i was trying to think like about this the first episode we watched which was season one episode 10 hooves and harlots mm-hmm. and what i mostly remember about it is all the boobs all were the boobs. out there were a lot of boobs out so I think there's different fighting styles. So there's different, like some you need your boobs out. Just like there's different dancing styles or some you need your boobs out. It seems that on Xena, like every woman, though, who fights needs their boobs out. Mm-hmm. So like, let, me, let me check. Yeah, that seems accurate. Micah, would you like to give a brief, the briefest possible plot synopsis of season one, episode 10, Hooves and Harlots? Yeah. This episode was recommended by a listener of our show and a member of our Facebook group and supporter of the show in general, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Um, Hannah also has her own podcasts that I definitely recommend you check out. One is called Way Too Broad and one is called So Dreamy. But anyway, thank you, Hannah, for suggesting this episode. I chose it because you said it was the sillier of the two that you suggested. I When I say you, I'm speaking to Hannah right now. Okay. Brief plot synopsis. Go. Oh, I already did it. You oh. said brief as possible. So I did it in that space between when oh, you asked you me say? to and when you started talking about something else. What'd you say? I just did it again. Did you hear it? Oh, I get it. Yeah. I feel like you've made this joke before. Have I? Yeah. I don't like think there so. is no plot or something. All and so you're just quiet. Are very. Very original. And that wasn't the joke, actually. It was just that it was super brief. There, I just did it again. Oh, so it wasn't even a joke. It wasn't even like a relevant joke. It was just... So if you're listening at home, you can hit the little rewind thing on your podcast playing machine and hit the speed thing. Listen to it about half speed. You might be able to catch it. It's in there. Trust me. Are you going to give a plot synopsis or... I'll do it at normal speed for everybody else, I guess. Um, but if you could still keep it brief, okay. that would be cool. So the things that happen in Hooves and Harlots are... Uh-huh. As follows? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just trying to this stretch it out. very strange. Just to make you mad. So Xena and Gabrielle are wandering through the forest as they do, 
and they end up in Amazon country. They get ambushed by the Amazons. But during the ambush, there's another ambush. A bunch of arrows fly, fly through and kill one of the Amazons. That Amazon gives her right of cast to Gabrielle, which will become important later. Then they go to the Amazon place. They realize that there are centaurs nearby, and the centaurs and the Amazons are about to start a war. Xena tries to talk them out of it. Gabrielle becomes a an Amazon princess. And then they don't have a centaur war, and one of the centaurs says to one of the Amazons, Amazon, want to go for a ride? That is by far the part of, like, you are so, so into that part. It's the part that you just love about this episode. Well, yeah, it's about horsecock. And there's a payoff later. In the next episode, spoiler alert, I'm just going to give it away right now. It's not the next episode. It's not. It's the next one we watched, which is the next one we'll be talking about. It happened to be another Amazon-themed episode. They return to this village and run into some of the same Amazons. And one of them, Ephany, keeps talking about the centaur baby she has. She took that centaur ride. She definitely took a ride. She um also had a boob job between uh, the first episode we watched and then the next episode we watched, which was season two, episode 13, entitled The, the Quest. Quest. I'm not convinced of the boob job. I think we'll have to do some forensic examination of the two episodes. I mean, I, I, I she had a boob job. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a person who is obsessed with boobs. I notice boobs. I know you're going to make a joke about how you love boobs too. But no, you don't get it. I because you didn't grow up a flat-chested girl, and you didn't grow up to be a small-breasted woman. And every single woman who is portrayed in every single thing ever, anytime they're supposed to be sexy, on this show, every single person, everybody has big boobs. And that's cool. I don't have a problem with people who have big boobs. I just don't know why small-breasted women are not represented, and it makes those of us with small breasts feel like, we can't, like, why can't I also warrior? You could have your boobs out my and bo- fight just my as boobs, good as, you, as they could. My boobs wouldn't be quite as out, you know what I mean? But, yeah. um, and like, seriously, though, it, it has really affected me. <laughs> like, I've always felt really unattractive. I think that's a valid criticism of pop culture in general and representation. But I also do think well, that it's possible it fit with a story because Ephany did just have a centaur baby. Oh my God. So she could be nursing. And something I know about Amazon and centaur biology mm. is that your boobs get bigger when you're pregnant and when you're nursing. So uh-huh. That's Amazon be... and centaur biology? Mm-hmm. Huh. Specifically. Huh. What do you think it was like to have that baby? Like, what? It, what is that baby? Yeah, how do they... Do they come out head first? What is and it? Like, it's a centaur zone. Amatar? No, for real, though. Is it human or centaur? Because she's human. I mean, it's got to have some centaur in it, right? Well, that uh, must have been painful. They didn't show it. Maybe they show it in previous episodes. It seems like we would have heard of that, though. Like, that would have been kind of a big cultural thing. Like, what the fuck is this TV show doing? They just showed a weird, deformed, half-human, half-centaur. Quarter centaur? I don't know. Well, a centaur is just like half human, half... I mean... I know. So what would... <laughs> so it'd be quarter horse. It's a quarter horse. It's just a little... Just a little centaur, maybe. All right. Anyway, did you give the plot... Was that the whole... Yeah, that was pretty much it. They avoid okay. the war and the yeah. centaurs and the Amazons 
work together to fight the warlord who's trying to orchestrate the war. That yeah, and Gabrielle it. protects one of the Amazon women who is about to be shot with an arrow. And because of that, she is made the princess of the Amazons, meaning mm-hmm. that she will then someday be the queen, mm-hmm. which comes up in the other episode we watched. Yeah. Are we going to talk about this rite of caste thing? With her dying wish, Therese bestowed all her rights and possessions to you. And her position. Wait, you mean I'm an Amazon? Therese was my true sister. The next in the royal line. You're an Amazon princess. But Gabrielle also becomes a super badass in this episode. Or she may have already been becoming a badass. I don't know, because we skipped eight episodes in between. I would say she becomes a badass a little later, like in the next episode. But she doesn't fully become a badass in this one. She's like still struggling. Isn't this the one where she's like, learning to? She starts use to the learn, but she's staff. still. It's like comic relief. She's like hitting herself in the head with it, and I know, but still, she was pretty badass with it. She got really badass at the end of the next one when they're with the Amazons, and she becomes the queen, and she goes and kicks some ass. Actually, no, at the end of this one, you're right. When they go to fight the warlords, she does use the staff and actually kicks some ass. Also fighting staff that's the weapon she chose that's also the weapon i choose from birth every amazon is taught to use weapons pick your first weapon no i don't like swords can't hit the side of a cyclops with a bow and arrow ah what's this that's a fighting staff i dig the fighting staff and i want to fight someone with it what are you choosing it for the coming centaur war i'm choosing it as my weapon for just in general okay for any war that may come my way whether it be with centaurs or the other or the fight with the neighbor's war you know what i mean i could take down our neighbor with a fighting staff you know i could and if our neighbors are listening you know which one we're talking about Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> it's um, the our centaur neighbors, one. Our neighbors don't listen. <laughs> it's that fucking centaur that lives down the block. Fucking everybody hates him. <laughs> there was me so happy when I kick his ass with a fighting staff. <laughs> Seriously, though, there was like a really cool, like a badass, uh, like presentation with it. Was it Xena that did that? I don't know. No, but I think it was another Amazon. I love the fighting staff. I'm totally serious. I would like to learn to use one. What's right. our before we move on? I just want to ask you really quickly. <laughs> Do don't we have think a direction on this show? No, don't think about it. Just answer the question. Okay. What is our centaur neighbor's name? Go. Well, wishing, wishing wall. Well, wishing wall. Wishing Wally. Well, wishing Wally. No, not well. No, nope, that's Wally. what came out. His no? name is Well Wishing Wally. <laughs> And we fucking hate him. If you're listening, well, Wish and Wally, go back to Centaur Land where you belong and take your little quarter horse children with you. Well, Wish and Wally, that's so. That sounds Nobody likes like them. that sounds like a character from like a really, really early cartoon. You know, like I'm Well, Wish and Wally. <laughs> you like yeah. skip around in early cartoons. Every character sounded exactly like Mickey Mouse. No, I'm not being Mickey Mouse. I'm being... Okay, I'm being You're more being like... Wish and Wally, the lovable centaur. I'm being more like Pinocchio. Like, I'm a real boy. I'm Will Wish and Wally. And I'm on my way to the well to make some well wishes. 
<laughs> but wow. Um, seriously though, can't you picture him? He's walking in. I don't know if you're picturing it. He's walking in overalls. He's mm-hmm. looking at the ca- at the camera. Mm-hmm. But he's walking the way old cartoons walk, yes. where there are these big loping steps. He has of. giant shoes on his feet. I'm mimicking it right now because we're yeah. on a podcast. Oh, but so I everyone forgot. Can see. I forgot that he is a he is a centaur. Well, no, he doesn't have to be a centaur because I forgot the whole premise that I've set up here. Is that not... it's the name of an old old timey cartoon? Yeah, right. Character, and I've sort of lost track of that. And I was like, oh shit! But he's a centaur. We've lost track of a lot. He doesn't have to be point. though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He could be the thing I was picturing, you which was a little boy. You have the freedom to create whatever you want in your little mind journey that you've taken us all on. I'm wishing well, Wally the centaur. I thought he wasn't a centaur. Well, I'm just trying it out okay. to see how it feels. Maybe he just calls himself a centaur. I don't think he's a centaur, Micah. I can't keep up with you right now. Well, wishing Wally. Can we anyway, get back to how much yeah. we hate our fucking neighbor, the centaur? No. Things got really bigoted here really quickly. Okay. No, that's not bigotry. That's not it. Actually, Why? Because they're fucking centaurs, Jen? Well, speaking of centaur bigotry, I was wondering, because the centaurs in this episode are like dicks, you know? Except the one that they have like um, jailed. Mm-hmm. But the centaurs are like dicks, you yeah. know? Yeah. So is that fair representation, do you think? Or like, um, are centaurs like, you know, are they dicks? Probably. I think so. Based on my experience with our neighbor and all other centaurs. Well, wishing Wally. Yep, him, that one. He talks like that too, <laughs> that fucking, oh God. Oh. It's um, the worst. I know it's adorable when I do it, but like, if you have yeah. to listen, you know, to him do it. He's like, hey, did you get your garbage out this morning? Like, fuck you, man. And then he always... Horse man. He's always like, I'm Welsh Wally. <laughs> he always says that at the beginning and the end. Yeah, I remember your goddamn anything name, he says. you weirdo. Yeah, he'll be like, uh, I'm Welsh and Wally. Good morning. I'm Welsh and Wally. This is quite <laughs> a tapestry you've woven. Something you said about centaurs being dicks brought up some questions for me. Because the only centaurs we see in this episode are male. And the only Amazons we see, of course, are female. Mm-hmm. So I... are the centaurs only men? And this brings up another question for me. They talk a lot about their birthright and the queen of the Amazons and every, all of that stuff. But they're a lesbian commune. How do so they... So you're saying, like, how do they have, have babies? babies. Because they're a lesbian commune. That's what the Amazons are. Wait, did, were you answering my question? I said, how do they have babies? And you said, because they're a No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing. I'm expanding your question. I'm saying, okay. how do they have babies? Because they're a lesbian commune. Right, okay. How does that work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like That's a, what I'm wondering. Sort of like a, a stand-up comic. Like, uh-huh. what's the deal with Amazon women? <laughs> and having babies. Yep. Well, I think it's a good, I think it's a good question. There do seem to be men who are around... You know, like rogues that come and go. Mm-hmm. In the next episode we watched, there was a man, Autolycus. Is that his name? Yeah. He was really funny, actually. Yes. I really liked him. Played by Bruce Campbell of the Evil Dead films. But it's true that all the centaurs are men. And I did wonder mm-hmm. about that. This leads me to another thing, because I don't think we're going to definitively answer this, so we can just move on. But the other question I had also involves pregnancy. These centaurs, I noticed at the very beginning, 
were um, very strangely animated. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote down, uh, oh, I think that centaur is a hologram. Yeah. It was, which is cool. It was bad and jittery and weird. Um, so a choice, awesome. a choice they made for the, the remainder of the time the centaurs were on screen was just to show them in like kind of a mid shot of just their torso up. And then they'd have them totally naturally, like you do in normal conversation. Like when you're in a room with someone, you'll walk behind something and like <clears throat> peek through a little window to mm-hmm. have the rest of your conversation. Kind of like on a sitcom when a woman, uh, the actress becomes pregnant. Uh-huh. And then and they she want to hide it, and she like carries a lot of boxes. And... Right. So they had the centaurs carrying a lot of groceries in, wearing big bulky jackets. See, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, that didn't happen. But I don't actually remember what you're talking about with the torso either. But I, I mean, I believe you. I just it wasn't a thing that I was. There were several times to. they just showed them from like the waist up, and they walked behind something, and there was also yeah. the king of the centaurs or the leader, whatever he was. He kept rocking back and forth on his feet uh-huh. a lot. The other centaurs didn't do that, but he, for some reason, like, maybe he's just a fidgety centaur, but I thought maybe it was because he had horses' legs, but horses don't always do that. So many questions. Yeah, I mean, so many questions, and I think um, that 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 is a question that it you have. It is a question. I think that one thing we can say about what you just said is that it mm-hmm. is a question you have. The thing these questions don't have is definitive answers or... Or any answers. Anyone else interested in hearing about right. them. Right. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, that's sort of... That's what I'm picking up from you. <laughs> so, um, I wish that I knew how to fight. Did you know that Xena... Okay, first of all, real quick. Xena... Played by Lucy Lawless, as you probably know. I fell in love with her this week, and here's why. Well, part of it was because we watched more of the show, and to be honest with you, I'm pretty into it. I I really, really genuinely want to watch more of it. I think it's pretty rad. I also think that last week, when we had just watched the pilot, I really had no idea what I was walking into, and I didn't know whether this show knew it was funny or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was struggling with, was like, this is so funny because it's so bad in these ways. And I I have realized that it does have a, a pretty great sense of humor about itself. So I appreciate that. The other thing, though, besides this show and like Xena being a badass, the other reason I fell in love with Lucy Lawless this week is because I realized that she is Diane from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't bring that up last time. I can't believe that has not come up, period. Like, I can't believe I didn't know that to begin with because I love, I, I just, I love her character on Parks and Rec. And when I when I put these two together, Xena and that character, where she's just, she's, she, and if you haven't seen Parks and Recreation, she's, she becomes Ron Swanson's wife. I think they get, mm-hmm. do they get married? Yeah. She's like a single mom. She has two she's daughters. She's a single mom with two daughters. Yeah. And she's just a badass. Like, she's just she's just a mom. Like, that's... Well, no, she has some... I don't remember what her job is, but whatever. But she's, like, such a badass. And, she's and she doesn't one of, put up with shit from... She doesn't put up with Ron's shit. Yeah. And she's one of the best characters on that show. And so seeing her as, like, a total badass as Xena and, and then equating that with this other character that's a much more 
relatable character <laughs> for me. Um, anyway, I just really, I appreciate her even more. I think it's weird that I knew, because I remember watching Parks and Rec the first time she came on screen, I was like, oh, she's familiar. And then it took me maybe, I think that first episode she was on, I was like, oh, that's Xena. And I remember saying that, and I don't think it meant anything to you because you didn't know who Xena was. I had never watched Xena, but I knew like who she was, basically. And I remember, I don't know why I knew that, though, why I recognized her. Well, I think that if you were around in 1995, yeah, I that never you watched knew it who Xena was. One time. I know, but you know, you see commercials and you see, and like, yeah, I'm sure I just her looked face her up was probably around. She was familiar and I looked her up. But I remember saying that when we first watched it, like, oh, that's Xena. So I can't believe I didn't bring that up last week. But yep, that was her. She was also on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I watched not too long ago. And she played a badass character in that, of course, too. Yeah. Um, Hannah, who I mentioned earlier, who has a podcast called Way Too Broad, they actually talked about Xena this last week. And well, Hannah did. And one of the things that she talked about that I hadn't really thought about is the fact that Lucy Lawless's body is very convincing in this role. Like she's a she has like broad shoulders and mm-hmm. like this is what she was that Hannah was saying is that she looks very strong. Like mm-hmm. she has a build that would make a good warrior and I hadn't thought about that but I actually really appreciate it because so often to be cast in anything you have to be like real thin with giant boobs somehow. Yeah. I did notice that that was something I liked about these episodes that you were talking about how all their boobs were out and they were all huge boobs. Yeah. But a lot of Which is fine. the characters were not like super skinny. Yeah, they look like warriors. I yeah, mean, they look and Gabrielle, like... you see a lot more of Gabrielle's skin in these episodes because she wears some like Amazon garb because mm-hmm. she becomes the queen eventually. And she's not, I feel like now on TV, she would the person they would cast to be in that role would be super skinny with huge boobs. Yeah, Maybe probably. not right now, but in the recent past, <laughs> very recent past. Yeah, I would say that aside from the like extreme sexualization of every woman on this show... And how obvious it is that it was made by a dude. Uh, it's actually pretty feminist. I mean, uh, I mean, it, I think it's a really feminist show. In fact, like, I don't remember, I can't even think of another show or movie or anything where there's like an army of women with no men that kicks ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't think of any either. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucy and Ethel do kick some ass. That Candy Factory episode. Yeah. That's famous. Who's Krikus? Because I have a note about him, but I don't remember who that is. Krikus. All I know is he has something going on on his chin. Oh, Krikus. And I think it's a temporary tattoo. He was the warlord that was trying to start the war between the centaurs and the Amazons. Oh, right. Because he would benefit either way. Because they'd all be dead. They'd kill each other and he'd get the land. He would... Yeah. What's he going to do with the land? Rule it. He just wants to reign. Okay. Over shit. But he has a temporary because tattoo on his chin. Because he has a his... temporary tattoo on his chin? I thought it was a soul patch. I know, but it's like weird. It's not a normal it's soul weird. patch. It's like shaped like Yeah, and weird, it's not appropriate. And it's, and it's I don't like it. It's but horrible. It's horrible to look at. As soul patches go, it's the worst. And soul patches are not okay. So that's where I stand. There you go. Uh, One mention that came up in this ep- in the first episode that we watched 
hooves and harlots. Mm-hmm. They mentioned the moon goddess Artemis. Mm. And actually, I have a very real connection, Montana connection to the name Artemis. So one of the things that happened when I was in Montana, and I have talked about it on this show probably a couple times at least, but I don't, I think people kind of jump around when they listen to our show. I don't know. I'm sure we have some loyal fans that listen every week. But anyway, after about a year of being there, about a year into my stay in Montana, I was put on work crew and work crew, I was being punished and it's whatever. So, but work crew um, meant that you were out working on a project, like a hard labor project all day, every day, basically like sunrise to sunset. You weren't allowed to talk to any other people. Um, You would have, I would have meals with the other girls, but I didn't get to go to group, which was like group therapy. And instead of that, I had to work on other stuff. Actually, what I had to work on was um, writing histories. Have I told you about this? No. What was the thing we had to do? Building the corral. Well, that is where I was trying to go here, but you know how my mind is. We had to write histories. That's a thing I'll talk about another time. How about that? Okay. Because dun yeah. dun dun. Yeah. Oh, this has been cliffhanger. So I was on work crew, and I was out there for five weeks. And my first project was digging stumps out of the ground. And my next project was building a corral in that same area. So I I dug all these stumps out of the ground and then built a fence around the place I dug the stumps out of. And I don't know if I knew it at the time, at the beginning, I don't think I did, that what I was doing was building a corral for a baby horse that was coming. Um, One of the horses, there were horses also in Montana. I didn't get to ride them. All I got to do was, like, clean their fucking feet and brush them and stuff. Were there centaurs, too? There were. Really? Not. Oh. But, man, that would have been sexy, huh? Well, no, I mean. I think it would have been pretty sexy. you're into that kind of thing. The headmaster was really into horses, like, was way, way kinder to horses than he was to us. Anyway, so I single-handedly built a corral a whole corral. And I say single-handedly, there was actually a like handyman guy who helped me with some stuff. Like, I don't remember what. What would I have needed help with? I don't know, building a fucking corral. Drilling stuff. Yeah, seems but like, I built it. I I dug the fence posts. Seems holes. like that's more than one I put the fence posts in fence posts in there. He might have helped me make sure they were level and like get, you know, get he those. You do just all the rest right. of the stuff. Anyway, so I built the corral. And then I don't remember how much later, but sometime later, nine months, the horse had her baby and it was named Artemis. Oh, the baby horse was named Artemis. And now I'm also trying to remember if the headmaster just chose that name. I think that he just chose that name and then explained to us why. But one thing I remember is that he said that one of the things I remember him saying is that Artemis was the goddess of fertility. But okay. in this, they said she was a moon goddess. So are those like... The moon could be the orb what? of fertility? Hmm. I don't know. Um, anyway, so I built a corral, a whole corral by myself out there every day, all day. I worked really hard on it, and it was a pretty fucking great corral. And then when the horse was born, when the foal was born, we actually, they woke us up in the middle of the night when... It was happening, and we got to watch this horse be born. 
which that's pretty cool. It was pretty amazing. I mean, like it was amazing, and and that's really cool that they that they woke us up to witness that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show you, here's another horse you'll never get to ride. <laughs> yeah, just to fuck with us. <laughs> See those hooves? You can be cleaning those. <laughs> that is actually the only time I've ever seen anything born. I've never watched anything be born before. Any living, any human animal or other animal aside from Artemis. And your own kids. I mean, you were there for that. But I knew you were going to say that, but I did not watch it watch. happen. I mean, I was there. I I was there, but I'm not that person who like wants a mirror to right. see it. I don't, and I wouldn't, I don't know if you remember this. I never watched, we never watched the birthing videos that we were supposed to watch mm-hmm. or that people recommended we watch because I couldn't do it. But I am really glad I had the experience of watching Artemis be born. And that's all. One note I have, um, don't tweet at me. I know that I don't know what the gestational period for a horse is. I said nine months, but that's probably not accurate. I'm not an expert in horse biology. I've made it clear I'm an expert <laughs> in Amazon and centaur biology. Okay? Not as far as... Horse biology. Okay. Well, I don't... Okay. We'll go ahead. I'm Okay. Go with the horse thing. What? Oh, is that it? That was it. Oh, that I thought my... you were saying something. No, that was my disclaimer. Don't tweet at me. Oh, for that thing you said before. Yeah, it was a joke. No, I got, yeah, I got the joke when you said nine months. Mm-hmm. I got that that was a joke about how that's how long humans are pregnant, usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Artemis, baby foal. I always, I always kind of felt like she was special to me. Artemis is probably really old now. Artemis is probably dead. How long how do long? horses live? That's a good question. I'm not an expert on horse biology, so <laughs> I don't know that answer. Um, probably nine months. I think that's right. Yeah. Based on that math, <laughs> she died, she died while left. I was there. Jesus. She got real dark. Oh, my God. In fact, all the horses must have just, you must have been dropping dead all the time. Yeah, but. There was this horse that used to hump another horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where Artemis came from. No, no. Like <laughs> I don't they know were... if you know that, but. It was a gelding. Oh. And a gelding is a horse that's fixed, but it would still hump this other horse. Well, he wasn't humping. He was just dancing then. No, honey. He was humping. His dick <laughs> would be out. And it get. By the way, have you ever seen you. a horse dick? Thank you for explaining that to me. I know that people talk about like horse cock being like, you know big but you have no idea unless you've actually seen a horse boner it is so gross because it's so huge but it's like it's this thing where you can't look away i remember i remember him humping this poor horse and i wish i remembered the names of the horses i don't but it was so awkward he was a gelding but it sounds like it didn't i know well it was weird like he wasn't I God, now I don't know. I think there were also some like female horses that humped each other. Which brings us to which brings us back to the, the quest. Amazons. <laughs> oh yeah, the quest season two, episode thirteen, right? Correct. Okay. Recommended by Tasha, who is another uh, listener of our podcast and member of our Facebook group. Thank you, Tasha. But uh, Tasha recommended this episode because of one particularly memorable scene uh, that she thought was very daring for the 90s. And I wholeheartedly agree. Why don't you give a quick plot synopsis? No? Of this one? Okay. Yeah. I didn't take any notes on this one. Oh, sweet. That's even better. This is going to be real accurate. 
I bet you it's better than I would do, and I did watch it and take notes on it. Zena and Gabrielle are wandering through the forest again and end up in Amazon country. Now, I do have a few things to say about this before I go into the rest of the recap. Um, actually, that's not how it happened at all. Zena's dead. I... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's not doing any wandering. Oh, yeah. She's dead. Like, stone cold dead. Zena's dead. She's in a sarcophagus. Like, legit dead. Yeah. Gabrielle is trying to take her back to... I'm going to say it wrong now. Philophophus. Philopotus? Snuffleupagus? Yes. Amphipolis, which is Xena's hometown, I think, where she's, you know, her mom runs the Queen of Hearts Tavern, so she's the princess of Hearts Tavern. I'm sorry for saying that. Because (laughs) she wants to be buried next to Pete's dragon. No, she wants to be buried next to her brother or something. Or entombed next to her butter, her brother. So she's her butter. Her butter. <laughs> she has this that's really good butter. She has. She wants no, to be next to that butter churn. No, no, that's where she's having her butt buried. <laughs> oh, just her butt. Is her butt. And then her boobs are going to be buried somewhere else, and then her arms are going to be buried somewhere else. What it's going to do is create a giant Xena. See what she's done is oh. she planted her butt. I mean, like she buried her butt. Or is gonna bury her butt in this one spot in the butt of Greece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if and if you like zoom out, mm-hmm. like you're looking over the Earth from a satellite uh, or whatever looks at the Earth, mm-hmm. you can see Xena from the Earth because she spread her parts out so much and in the perfect places so that it looks like like oh, there's her butt, there's her legs. Mm-hmm. That's and what happens. And then she has her vagina. Um, she actually has her vagina buried. <laughs> Oh, man. Do it, Jen. Make the joke. Make the joke, Jen. No, it's not that. You can do it, Jen. This is so dumb. She has her vagina buried, like, in front of her butt. Like, on the other side of her butt. On the other side of the world of her butt. So, (laughs) it's anatomically correct. That sounds anatomically correct. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Let's not overthink it. But anyway, so, but, um. I think, I don't think you overthought that. (laughs) I don't think that's the problem. Okay. Back to the recap. Because, wow. <laughs> I just realized, too, like, even if she spaced her parts out across the whole world, like, they'd be way too small to see. You just realized this. <laughs> I was picturing the essence of Xena because she's mm-hmm. a fucking warrior princess. All right. You know? She's large. But actually, in the scope of the whole world, like, she's one butt of hers is not going to show up, like, wee. from this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Gabrielle's trying to get her back to Amphipolis, but she wanders through Amazon country again. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, shit's been going down in Amazon country since they were gone. Ephne had a centaur baby. I think we covered that. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a new queen in town. And she sure is. She sucks. And she is. She's not cool at all. Jen's doing like that sassy head motion, which... <laughs> Nobody can hear. Okay, yeah, but this is, I mean, I wasn't expecting you to describe what I was doing. It was just that's for me? That's a podcast no-no. And we, oh, okay. like, that's another one. We did one last week. So, Gabrielle is in Amazon country. There's a new queen. But not everybody in Amazon country is happy with the new queen. So, they're kind of stoked that Gabrielle's back because they're like, you're actually the queen. You should be the queen. Meanwhile, Zena's dead, but her spirit or essence if you will jen i will has taken over the body of bruce campbell autolycus yes okay so good i a lot of physical comedy i feel in this like one. you were shaking your head a lot 
<laughs> I was laughing a lot. He was very funny. Yeah, he's good. Like, she took over his body. In fact, a lot of this episode reminded me of Ghost, starring Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze, and Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was a scene that was exactly the same. Do you remember the scene in Ghost where Whoopi Goldberg, like, uh, Patrick Swayze... Yeah, I'm Patrick with you. Swayze has taken over her body. Whoopi Goldberg's body. Right. And so decided that he, to throw a pot. So that he can reconnect with Demi more. Mm-hmm. And so they're dancing together in their apartment. And it's just Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg dancing. But then you see him dancing with her. But really, she's just dancing with Whoopi Goldberg. This exact same thing happened in this episode where Autolycus was dancing with Gabrielle, but as Xena. Or not dancing, but hugging or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they kissed and mm-hmm. they made out. Should I not say that already? Because that's the big thing. That's well, you the big just thing said that it. happens. That's the big thing. Xena. So Gabrielle's really broken up about this. Like about Xena being dead. dead. And she keeps saying, like, yeah. how will I ever live without her? I never told her when she was here. Right. She's my home. and Yeah. And so then there's this moment where Atolicus allows Xena to totally take over his body. Autolycus, I'm going to speak through you. Give me control. Uh, no, wait, we have an agreement. I have a right to... Yes, Gabrielle, it's me. I want you to do something. Close your eyes. Close them tightly and think of me. Gabrielle. Gabrielle. It's me, I'm not dead. <laughs> At least not completely. Why? Why did you leave? There's so many things I want to say to you, Gabrielle. You don't have to say a word. We don't have much time. I need to get to the Ambrosia, otherwise I will be gone. I can't lose you again. Gabrielle will always be here. They kiss, like, for real. Like, And right as they kiss, it cuts back to Autolycus and Gabrielle kissing. Autolycus, huh? get your hand off my butt. Oh! Oh, yeah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> but it was an interesting scene because it's their relationship is kind of hinted at more. Yeah, but, but it was... But it's never really open because... Well, I don't know what happens after this. I But right. that's exactly what I was thinking was... I don't think that they are like an open couple from this point on on the show. I think it was just they were acknowledging Mm -hmm. that they have this relationship like they are kind of in love with each other and really attracted to each other so i i'm sure that from that point forward it will be a more blatant like source of tension Hmm. that's my guess but i also know that xena like sleeps with men throughout the series like she does have some like male lovers and so it's not like they become like a monogamous couple or anything hmm but it was a pretty great scene. I I was very impressed. And I agree with Tasha that it was very daring. For the time. Very daring for the time. It was also weird, though, because it's then not really acknowledged again in the episode at all. Well, wasn't that near the end of the episode? 
No, because they go through the whole thing where, I don't know, there's yeah. a lot of other parts of the episode. Um, because Xena's still dead at that point. Spoiler alert, Xena don't stay dead. Oh, that's what I wanted to say a long time ago was that, first of all, something that I find funny is that there's like always the threat of Xena's death in these episodes, like when she's fighting or whatever. And actually, and we also never find out how she died. But I think the threats of her death are funny because everybody knows she's not going to die. And so when the show is called Xena colon. When this episode started um, and she was dead, I was like, she's not dead. Or she's not going to stay dead. She. It turns out right. she was dead. She was dead, dead. Mm-hmm. But then she was undead. Luckily, but not like the undead. Luckily for them, they live in ancient Greece, where you can just go to a temple and get some am- ambrosia. ambrosia. Yeah, which food of the gods. Interestingly, ambrosia really is just jello, like ambrosia salad. Yeah, yeah. I thought you didn't get it there for a second. Well, it took me a minute. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I ha- here's the process. I had to think through what you said. Mm-hmm. I got that you, uh, I got the ambrosia jello, re- you know, mm-hmm. reference from ambrosia salad. But then I was like, I don't get it. Why is that funny? But then I, but then I was remembering what the ambrosia actually did look like, and it, it was did like a kind of look like jello, jello mold thing, big jello so octopus. Why, is that why it's called ambrosia salad? Because ambrosia supposedly looks like that. No, Jen, ambrosia is not a real thing. No, I know that, but it's called ambrosia salad. I think, That's I a know, real thing. But I think that was like a Xena joke. I think they were trying to make a, a joke. Like, let's make it jello. <laughs> oh, That's what really? I thought. I don't, oh. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe ambrosia is described as a gel- gelatinous snack. Um, <laughs> huh, interesting. We should look that up because I wonder if they were trying to be funny with that. One thing I wanted to talk about as well, part of the ambrosia scene, they're in a temple and they have to climb these ropes over an open fire pit with a bunch of spikes all around it in order to get to the ambrosia. Mm -hmm. And there's yet another scene where there's (laughs) a strange, awkward, not organic situation where a fight occurs. Like in the first episode we watched... Mm-hmm. Um, she fights Draco on a scaffolding that is made of round fucking bamboo pieces. It's cool. Stacked up. That's not something you would ever build to walk on. And then they walk on people's heads. And of course they roll off and makes it really awkward for the fight. Well, um, I mean, it makes it exciting and like yes, funny. But it's also like, well, that would never happen because that's not a thing that ever any humans ever built to walk on. Also, um, Yes, they walk on people's heads. And then there's a fight so funny. here where they're on ropes and they're battling and it's fighting. It's Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabrielle and the new queen. Versus the new queen. God, I, we should know what her name is. Velasca, but... I think. Yeah, that's it. Velasca. Yeah. Um, there was also one of my favorite scenes was actually in the in Hooves and Harlots, the previous episode we talked about, um, where Xena is battling the queen of the Amazons, Melosa, at the time. Uh-huh. And... Melosa ends up on a big, tall scaffold-like thing, a tower made of sticks. There's a ladder on the front of it. And so Xena sprints full speed toward (laughs) the ladder. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you really quick. Yeah. Don't think about it. Just answer. Okay. If if there's a ladder and you need to get on top of something and there's a ladder attached to that thing, Mm -hmm. how would you get up there? I would climb the ladder. So you would run at it, maybe jump. 
I might jump up to like the fifth ring or something. And you would jump. Or wrong, I mean. You would jump. That's pretty fucking well, high. You can. You got big vertical leap. The fifth rung? Yeah. Not if the bottom rung. Not if the first rung is at the bottom of you. Well, there's no rung on the bottom. There's never a bottom like rung on the very. I don't floor. mean on the actual ground, but usually it's like a foot above that. So you can jump five fucking feet in the air? Anyway, can oh, we Oh, you're get back saying, to... oh, well, you're thinking of my feet. I'm saying I would jump and grab it with my oh, hands. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, that's kind of now... what Xena did. But you're but with... describing you would run and jump and just you'd stay oriented the same way. Like your face would be facing the ladder. Your hands would be near the top. Your feet would be near the bottom, kind of <laughs> like how you normally walk and move. I mean. Generally. Yeah. Okay. Because what Xena did... <laughs> Is she ran straight at it, <laughs> jumped up into the air, and did a handspring off of one of the rungs. So <gasps> she flipped forward and over and then sprung vertically to complete her flip up, which... Okay, okay. Wait, wait, that's wait. That's not how Let physics me... works or so human she, bodies or she momentum. She jumped onto the ladder, hands first... Into a handstand. Yeah. That's the first yep. part of this. Mm -hmm. And then she launched herself up. To complete the flip. Like, uh, uh, apparently with her arms. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or her kegels. It might be her kegels. Because she last used week her we saw her do an amazing... Um, through the palms of her hands. Jump from a sitting yeah. position without using her legs, which obviously was... Mm. Kegels. Her kegels are fucking strong. Yeah. Um, I think she also kicked Melosa at the top of the thing. Not She didn't just jump up there. I think there was a lot of uh -huh. kicking. That's another thing that happens when you kick someone in ancient Greece. They flip over backwards. <laughs> always. Almost always. Even if you just sort of kick them like in the, in the shin. Yeah, they flip over backwards. <laughs> they, like... they fly through the air. What an incredible time that must have been to live, you know? Oh, also, we did another experiment that we didn't talk about. We did? Yeah. Oh, the nerve block? Yep. Mm -hmm. The nerve block. I, I can't feel my chest. That's the point. I've blocked off the nerves. There's a point in Hooves and Harlots where Xena has to get a, an arrow or a knife or something out of the centaur's side. So she walks up to him and punches him three times in the chest with the tips of her fingers. Wow, how do you remember that? Which, you didn't even take notes. I'm a fucking centaur biology expert, Jen. Jesus. But this isn't really centaur biology. Yeah, it is. Well, Xena, okay. She went up and did a nerve block on him by hitting him in the three centaur chakra spots of nerves. See how I just dropped that centaur knowledge? What? I stopped listening. I was thinking about what another thing I want to say. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> typical. So Jen, Jen did this experiment on me after we saw this where she blocked my nerves and I still can't feel anything in my chest area. I blocked his nerves when mm -hmm. his move. It was effective. It's a lie. I did I did try. I did try to block his nerves and it um it didn't work out. As well as it did for Xena. Well, now you're telling everybody that I am also a liar. Yeah, you are. You Well, I mean, that's also your own mess to clean up. I'm cleaning up my own mess <sighs> that you've made for me. Can I say my thing now? <laughs> yeah, you've just been waiting so patiently. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I hope it's better than my thing. <laughs> Shit. I only have 
like two more things I want to say because we've been talking. I feel like mm-hmm. we've been talking about this for like three hours. I know, and we didn't spend enough of that time talking about Bruce Campbell because he no, really was the highlight. That's literally what I was okay, going to say good. just now. Except I was just going to say one sentence, which is like, I really want to make it clear how funny he was. <laughs> like, all I want to say is like, I cannot overstate how what a great part of this episode you're he not was. in any danger of overstating it because we've mentioned it like once <laughs> well, so, now it's two times but we talked about boobs we'll put some, and cli- we'll put some clips in of him well wishing wally he does he, like there's some like he's just it's really funny and i was able to just roll with some of his like sexism i just because it was funny he because he makes some comments about like he he gives an explanation of why he gives an explanation. He steals Xena's body at one point. Does that sound right? I don't think so. It's in my notes I wrote. This is I. This is me. I took notes mm-hmm. on this episode. <laughs> and you did not. That's correct. Okay? So, like, the note I took says the following. Atalicus's explanation of why he's stealing Xena's body. Oh, no, he oh. was. I, he, he was literally stealing. He was literally her stealing body. the dead body. Yes. Not okay. I feel so much better. Zena's inside me. Her mind, her soul, her essence, whatever. It's in here with me, and she wants me to steal her body. Oh, that's so pathetic. You're so pathetic. Because they were gonna burn her up. They started to burn. They her. They were gonna give her an Amazon. They burial. started to burn her, and Zena, Zena's spirit, like possessed him and yeah. made him. It was very funny. He was. He was very, very funny. She was making him do things that he wasn't controlling, and the way he moved his body was... Yeah, it was good. So what are we going to do now? Oh, 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 no, you're not going to make me go... Let go and hold on. Let go and hold on? Hey! Oh! Hey! Oh! 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 In our first, in our last week's episode, when we watched the pilot, I talked, I said the words low budget like 55 times. Mm -hmm. I listened to the episode and it was like, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, This did not appear to be low budget anymore. Oh no, they definitely had like six or seven budget units. I'm saying that the production was a lot better is what I'm saying. It didn't appear that they were filming in someone's dorm room. Mm. So I had a little more room to move. mm Mm-hmm. There's two more things I want to say. One, I want to learn to fight. That's a note that I write every time we watch this show or anything that involves good fighting. I need to. I want to learn to fight. If you're listening to this, send us a fighting staff. I need a fighting staff, mm-hmm. but also tweet at me how I should learn to fight. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> what are there classes I should take? Specific ones. How do I go about becoming a really good warrior fighter? Well, we are in Amazon country. So you could probably get two-day free prime shipping on a fighting staff. Okay, I've said this before, and I mean it this time, that I'm putting crickets in there. (laughs) You are actually going to have cricket sounds. One more note I took. S&M explanation point. Oh, yeah. What a sexy episode. Oh, see? There was definitely here, some S&M. No, like, this really bothers me, Micah. I took notes. Notes are supposed to refresh, like, like mm-hmm. um, jog your memory. These don't jog my memory. I don't remember what the fuck I was writing about. But you, who took no notes, mm-hmm. 
all I have to say is S&M, and you're like, oh, yes, let me describe this scene to you in detail. <laughs> okay, I will. Autolycus gets captured because he's trying to steal Xena's body, and the Amazons lock him up, and the new queen, Velasca, has him in a collar, and she has him on a big leash, and she's, like, pulling him around her hut, and then she starts beating him up. What? You don't remember that? Not at all. She talks about how she loves pain and what it does to people. Right. But I thought it was like a sexy scene. So the scene starts with her. He's like knocked out or something, but he wakes up with this collar on and she's kissing him. Uh-huh. And then she pushes him away and starts yanking on it and beating on him and threatening him. I don't know why she was kissing him. Maybe to wake him up and yeah. lull him I into mean, some just false her, sense of... he's He is a weak man, mm-hmm. and she's clearly using her um, sexual wiles to manipulate him. Okay. That's maybe, what we do. We do that very well. Maybe this explains how they reproduce as well. How who reproduce? The Amazon. Right. They just seduce like these bumbling idiots mm-hmm. like this guy. I mean, it's not hard. He does at one point too go in disguise into the Amazon village and he has a mask. They wear badass masks that we haven't talked about at all. Like warrior masks. But he has a mask and he has a little crop top or leather bikini thing or whatever it is. Oh, right. He's supposed to be one of the Amazon women. Yeah. And I don't think any of them really see him, which is good because Bruce Campbell has a real hairy torso. <laughs> so not not sure... Not sure if he could pull that look off. It was really funny. Like, there was a shot where they really showed, like, his hairy stomach. All right. On that note. It does seem that we've said everything we have to see. Uh, we, uh, we've said more, apparently. We've said so much more than we should have said, but also not at all what we should what have said. We should have said <laughs> yeah. Um, is how Seems I accurate. feel about this episode. What I will leave you with, dear listener, is this. I like this show i'm officially on board i want to watch more of it i'm probably going to watch a bunch of it i'll probably watch all of it by myself um micah is not well i'll let you speak for yourself micah no go ahead no no no. where did you land on this show after we watched three episodes because i feel like you were like just really upset that we watched any more of it well i didn't want to watch more of it and record about it Uh uh-huh at first, <laughs> and also at second. <laughs> and afterwards. you still aren't wanting to. Correct. <laughs> um, I I liked these episodes better. They were they were funny. Um, the first one wasn't that funny, but the the second one was funny. Um, or the third one, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean they're all parts. kind of funny, and they're it's all like a farce, but. Mm. There are serious moments too, but it's I don't think definitely, it's a farce. The oh, show itself is a farce. There are absolutely farcical elements throughout every episode. Yeah, all but the I fight don't... scenes and the, the yeah, but kung I don't... fu noises like it's... right. Yes, there's like a there's a okay, there's a farcical element there. I didn't hate it. I don't really want to watch much more of it. I don't need to watch every episode and find out exactly what happens. Although I do want to see fucking Effany's centaur baby. I I really liked that episode. I loved the kiss. um, And I loved Autolycus and Gabrielle being a total, she's a total badass now. You loved Effany's new boobs too. 
Okay, so that's it for this week. Uh, we watched Xena. I'm going to watch more of it. Micah isn't. Uh, you want to chat at me about it? Then let's chat at each other about it. One note. Um, a listener suggested that we watch Hercules, which we talked about before. Yeah. This was Xena is a spinoff of Hercules, although they both premiered in the same year. So that was a pretty so quick, weird. I can't figure almost that seems out. like they had that planned. Um, but... We looked for Hercules and it's not available streaming yeah, for we could free not anywhere find it. that we could find it at least. Um, and we decided not to spend money on that. So we watched well, more Xena. I think we would have had to spend like a lot of money. Anyway, uh, I would love to watch Hercules because I have a feeling that is the worst. <laughs> and I really, I really want to see it now. Uh, so if we can, at some point, we'll try to do that and we can do an episode on it if we can figure it out. One last thing. In last week's episode, we had a contest. Only two people have responded to the oh, contest. Right. The contest was, what is Xena and Draco's safe word? Mm-hmm. So, like, we know Xena's not really into Draco, but she does use her sexuality a lot, and they probably have boned. What, so, we need some more answers. Oh, we, we're not just going with those two? Well, we can, but I'm just trying to give people a little more time. Um I actually, so one person said shark boomerang, which is mm-hmm. what you thought it might be. That's a reference to last week's episode. I disagree with that. I think it's too long still. Another person said that they thought it was Draco because Draco seems like the type. James, <laughs> I love that answer so much. So much. And I do agree that it's Draco. Mm. Another reason I love this, not only because he would cry out his own name to get her to stop, <laughs> but because she would never be crying out his name in passion, so it would work. Oh, yeah. It does work on a lot of levels. It just works. Thank you for listening to this. <sighs> wow. This episode. Oh, my God. I don't know. I this don't is even... what Xena does to us, apparently. I don't even know what happened here. Um, but it did happen, and you're still listening. You're still with us, so thank you. For listening to us, we really appreciate it. Anything you can do to help us grow our audience would be amazing. Tell a friend. Write a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on iTunes. Okay, and finally, thanks to Grandma Cray for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See you in the 90s. Time to dance, princess. I'm really, really bad at this. No, 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 I have two flat feet. I see backwards. Then they wouldn't let me dance at the crop festival because I brought a bad harvest. No!